Let's go. You know, pod, podcast aside, I think these headphones would make for really good just like listening headphones. Did you just hear Daniel close that out? Like, yeah. it sounded like the Vince Neil, dude. The real Vince Neil, dude. I was, I was like, impressive. please don't crack, please don't crack, please don't that crack. That sounded good. That sounded what is that good. guy up to? Remember remember when we went? Vince Neil's still playing. He's still playing. No, he's not. No, yeah. He's, we didn't see him touring. at the Foo Show. Well, because that wasn't Motley Crue. That was just like that was Motley Crue. No, it was like two thirds. I think of that them. was Motley. That Crue. was no, Motley Crue. It was two thirds of Motley Crue. It said it on the fucking thing. It said there was. Like, Why would they it advertise did not say two thirds of Motley, of Motley Crue. Crue? It said Motley hey, Crue, dude. The Foo Fighters you, featuring two thirds <laughs> yeah, of Motley dude, Crue. Thank you. Four six of Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For one, there's not six members of Motley Crue, dude. You yeah. idiot. <laughs> Anyways, fuck Motley Crue. Featuring seven tenths of Motley Crue. I love Motley Crue too, but. Bigger news is we are back. The gang is back. Welcome to another episode of ATC. Coming at you live on Sunday, July 23rd. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into, boys. Jesus a lot of news Christ. happened throughout the week. Um, we are I'm approaching so ha- football season. Yeah, baby. I know. I just want to just I just want to say this. I'm just so happy that we're all back together. Shut up, dude. Again. I don't even know where to start, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We have so much news. All right, let's do it. It's funny because like now that training camp's starting, like real football news is trickling in. Yeah, and so we're we're prepping this episode. I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like we could talk about this, this, this. Dude, it's, finally, like we're real finally stuff. not talking about. We like, don't have to oh. pull obscure baseball stats <laughs> every yeah. week, dude. Exactly. <laughs> or I don't have to crack him to a sport that doesn't involve fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in South Korea today. Yeah, bro. No kidding. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into the news, guys. I was guys. worried we're going to have to talk about the Women's World Cup here. Uh, oh, fuck. God, hell no. That'll be a cold day in hell. You yeah. USA. Uh, you USA. Yeah. So let's get right into the thing or swing of things here, guys. So big news. Uh, I mean, well, hold, lots, hold on. Lo- lots of big news. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Before we get into the news. Okay. We need to talk about freaking Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith over here. Okay. Going on mm-hmm. and on about why quarterback is not the most difficult position in sports. You're obviously dude. Stephen A. Go on. Go on. <laughs> so <laughs> we got a lot of hate mail. Mind you, for the listeners that are listening to this episode, Daniel was not present on the last no. one. No, I wasn't. Okay. That so, doesn't matter. Which is why the few listeners that we had that weren't our fr- family <laughs> were reaching out to me like, yo, what the hell happened to your show when you <laughs> This is what <laughs> happens when you're not here, Daniel. We just say whatever we want. Nah, 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 hey, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> I needed to pull double shifts at that winery to pay for the <laughs> child care, okay? I believe it, dude. I believe it. Okay. Bro. But what okay. happened, dude? What What was the reaction that dude, you got? Dude, you lo- we it ma- lost. It, it mainly came from your side of things. We dude. lost one of the two non-family-membered listeners that we had. And why? We- because they thought your take on keeper or goalie was so ridiculous on why that's the most difficult position in that sports, That was your dude. take, dude. Okay. It, on the surface level, it's a ridiculous take. But if you break it down... Okay. Actually, I thought about this, dude. So I'm gonna go ahead and redact it. I don't think keeper is the most difficult position, but I know to, it is. <laughs> to follow, to follow that up, quarterback is still not the most difficult. Can you position. just let Daniel defend the his most position? difficult position in all of sports, if we're including individual sports, is a boxer or a fighter, both oh equally God physically demanding and mentally demanding. I'm not even gonna sit here and entertain that. I'm Why just not? gonna say 
Daniel, go ahead and go. Wait, and wait, wait. No, no, no. Point. Hold on. I want to know why you don't you don't want to entertain Bro, that. You don't get to go one week, say, yes, a goalie is the is the hardest. Wait, position, no, no, no. And Hold then on. change your mind. I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a question. What's your defense of why it isn't? It's not a matter of what's my defense. It's a matter of I don't believe anything that this fucking guy across from me says anymore. Oh, about my God. Classic Bro, gaslighting Frankie I'm Morales. Dude. Classic deflected. Classic deflected. <laughs> Bro, it's quarterback. Uh, Let me hear it. There's Daniel. no debate that it's quarterback. Break dude. it down, why, dude? Because it has everything, dude. What's everything? I can't think of another position, another position in sports, where that specific person, and we're not, we're talking team sports here. Right? Okay. Where that specific per- person touches the ball every single play. Okay. I, every oh, single no. play on offense. I disagree. I was gonna say on offense. In, that ball is in their hands. Dude. I was gonna say on offense. He's only that on the field one, half the time. Right? Okay, now you're nitpicking, man. Now you're I'm just not, being no, a dick. No, I'm not nitpicking. I'm making a point. He's only on the field half the time, most likely. And every time dick. he's on the am field. I be, am I wrong? And every time he's am on I the wrong? field, he's the general of the offense. Yes, that's the correct. The offense runs through that person. That's correct. Mentally, right? We're to, and I don't need to explain it to you guys. All I have to say is pre-snap, post-snap, yep. audible, right? While, while this is happening, you have 300-pound men trying to kill you. Right, and this person, and you're talking about split decision reactions, like a goalie, like a keeper. That ball <laughs> needs to be out less than two seconds, dude. Less than two seconds, or yeah. else he's gonna get his head ripped off, dude. Yeah. Right. Okay. Physically, they need to do it all. Let me. Defend. They need to run. They need to be an elite athlete. They need to be an elite athlete. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the that, world. Yeah, I told you that though. That's a bad take, bro. There's only 32 starting shortstop. There's only 30. False, dude. No, false. There's the, the, only bro. Blah the blah world, blah blah. The world, the world bro. boxes. The world plays soccer. The world plays hockey. The world does not play American football, bro, because they're not freaking good enough to do it, dude. Either okay. that or they don't give a fuck about it, dude. Let me defend why I allowed Brady to make the defense. Nah, that dude, just shut up. Shut was up. Not the most important position in all of sports. Okay, go. Because I'm open-minded. I will tell you, I think point guard is probably the closest thing to it, given that they don't have the physical aspect that Bro, if you think a point guard is more difficult than an NHL keeper— I'm not saying that they do. I'm just saying that I would pick point guard over a fucking goalie. Now we're we're leaning more towards importance. We're not leaning towards most difficult. Okay, but like— I I, would argue that a point guard is probably one of the more important positions in sports. I also argue that a fucking closer is one of the most important positions in sports. And you fucking said no because it was situational. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a shit argument. Deflect. Frank Deflect Morales, But the QB does it all, bro. Like, you could take— Point guard does the same thing. But you could take a point point guard out of that game. Right? Like, you you take the quarterback out, dude. That team sucks, dude. Okay. Damn, point Daniel. That's a valid point. You take a keeper out of the game, you lose. I would say they both. <laughs> Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If they you have both, a great defense. They both are equally important. They both are the biggest driving, the but biggest the factor not, for their dude. success. And figure out. And you, of, first of hockey? Of all, you you're to, lying. Well, first you're of all, lying. First of all, you need to pick your sport, bro, because if you're going to say keeper, it's called <laughs> that's, that's soccer. And okay. if you're going to say you're goalie, right, you're right, you're right. that's either <laughs> soccer or hockey. So so pick your you're sport, right. You're right. Goalie, goalie, goalie. Which goalie, Brady? Goalie. <laughs> NHL goalie. <laughs> I'm so happy you're back, Daniel. I'm NHL so goalie. Happy you're back. And bro, I know, bro. I, I want, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so, okay, wait. Okay. I would argue, like I said, both are, are the biggest driving factors for their team success. Is that Am I incorrect in that statement? Yes and no. How and is I, that yes and no? Okay. Who won the Stanley Cup? I don't know. I don't follow hockey. Okay. That's I why I'm asking you, dude. Frank, you're the hockey guy. Okay. I could tell you who won the Stanley Cup. 
It was. It was the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, Who was, was their goalie? That. I have no fucking idea. A third fucking stringer, Brady. Good for him. They won a fucking Stanley Cup with their third string because goalie. Their offense Good for so him, nasty, bro. Let's dude. reference the Joe Flacco Super Bowl Ravens, dude. Is Joe Flacco a great quarterback? Yes, he is. Yes, Joe he Flacco's is. a great quarterback. <laughs> He's a great fantasy oh starting God, streaming dude. quarterback. When Shut you need the him fuck up. Week. You are going to point guard, Brady, dude. And on top Get out of here. If we're going to talk, if we're going to talk, like just pressure cooker situations and clutch games and playoffs, dude. They only get one game in the NFL. You cannot lose. You cannot lose, bro. Like once you lose, you're out. Yeah, that's every point, every dude. NHL series is best of seven, bro. Like these okay, guys could fuck up and lose. They could have a shit fucking game and be I'm like, giving no worries, slap in the ass, dude. That's fine, bro. We're gonna I go ahead and go get him in two more you're games, wrong. dude. You're I don't fucking. And wrong. then follow the money, bro. Shut you're, the fuck follow, up. Follow the money, dude. Like the end. The quarterback is the highest paid position. In the NFL, almost the most highest paid bro, position that has, in all of sports, bro. There's a reason why on, goalies, dude, goalies are like the running backs, bro. They don't get any money. You know who that's, he doesn't make more than? That's economics, bro. You know who he doesn't make more than? Starting pitchers in MLB. Which is weird because, because they, put, they, no they, make because they make guaranteed that, money. Because that totally defeats my point I just made regarding economics because NFL is way more popular right. than oh, Major League Baseball. Right. So that's interesting. It's because MLB doesn't necessarily have... It's because cap. they have revenue sharing. Oh so, yeah, so that's, true, that's, true, that's true. That's true. Let's start. Let's let's forecast a little bit and start another Twitter war. Yeah. We put on our Twitter. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. They're they're quarterback's the most, <laughs> the most difficult position in sports. Make sure. Make right. sure we put so point guard on that list. Six, too, I mean, dude. we can obviously can sit here for hours. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's yeah. fucking keep this news moving. Yeah. All right. Fuck. That was fun, boys. That was fun. All right. Uh, yeah, dude. Also, real quick, I think D won the argument. That's fine. He's right. That's fine. You're wrong. I've been stewing Let's all put it to here. our three bots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you better fucking put point guard around there, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna. All right, good. Because that's all I got. That's the only thing I have to stand on. As Into long as I news. got one more vote than you, that's all that matters, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys, let's get to the news because we got a lot to tackle, tackle here. Uh, starting off, DeAndre. To the Titans. Yeah, this sucks. Immediate this sucks. reaction this around the table. Bad. What this do we sucks. got? This sucks bad. My this immediate reaction is this is the last year we're going to see him because <laughs> yeah. he said he's, he said he'll retire when he's not a thousand yard receiver. The, so. only, yeah. the only thing that I can I can compare this to is AJ Brown's last few years with Green or Brown. AJ yeah. Brown. Yeah. No, AJ Brown. Okay. AJ Brown when he was on the Titans. Oh, okay. With Ryan Tannehill. Got like, it. I could, like, there goes Frank again. Mixing up the names. Similar, no, I didn't say AJ Green. He said AJ Green. I was I forecasting here. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm saying like the only thing you can really compare that type of production to from a number one receiver coming in is you know is what AJ Brown did there prior to him going to Philadelphia and at best AJ Brown was a what ride receiver two. I no. I don't think I think he was a low end wide receiver one. I I don't remember exactly, but I I don't think he finished in the top twelve. He was a star when he left the Titans, right? Like that was established, right? But I think it was more of which a, is amazing. If I you think, think it was about more that. of a subject Dave, of Dave. I think it was more of a subject of everybody knew that he had the talent, but the numbers from a fantasy perspective was he didn't do it in Tennessee. Anyways, my point is, D Hop now moves into that basic that. That role, wide receiver twelve. Wide <laughs> receiver twelve. Okay, cool. So again, D Hop moves into this role. At best, he's going to do wide receiver twelve. In his older age, I think probably more wide receiver three. So what's a real sucks. what's a realistic I, finish for him? I, you guys I feel think? like the industry likes li- everyone's falling in love with this move, and I'm just I'm not buying it, dude. Yeah, I don't why? like it. Why? I don't like it. I don't a like it. Heavy offense. Yeah. Yes. I, I hate it. A shit quarterback. Shit quarterback. I and mean, the quarterbacks they have waiting in the wings are also shit. 
And historically, let's not forget they're a run first team. As the, long as Derrick Henry's still there, they're going to be on the rock. Yeah, the, exactly. the only thing that I will say is that D Hop is quarterback. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback with D Hop. He's going to catch seventy uh, to eighty I balls. I disagree. We're going to find out. I disagree. I had D Hop during the Brock Eisweiler years. He still I don't know if eighty he balls in a thousand no, yards. No, fucking didn't. Dude. Okay, let's look no, it up. No, he did not. Let's I look, promise you, he didn't. Dude. Let's look it up. Dude. I promise you, he fucking didn't, dude. Anyways, did you just slam your beer on the table? No, nah, no, nah, that was my hand, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, so, the two biggest guys that have fucked me more than anyone has been DeAndre and Lamar. I promise you, he did not catch 80 balls in 1,000 yards. So there is an argument for D-Hop to still be elite. Because when he played last year, he did it. Right? That short little window, those four or five games that he had with Kyler before he got injured. When Kyler got, air quotes, Injured for our YouTubers <laughs> excuse out there. Me, D, excuse me. Give me one second. So the year I'm referring to is 2016. He was targeted 151 times, caught 78 balls for 954 yards. So you're right. And okay. I don't but think still, that, I don't think that guy's going to get 150 targets. I don't. Tannehill either. won't even throw the ball 150 times. Dude. Yeah. So he won't even throw the ball 15 yards, bro. How the fuck is he going to? Yes, <laughs> he's going to be the target leader, the reception leader, the probably the passing touchdown leader. On that offense, but is a very run-heavy offense. He is 30-something-plus years old, coming off injuries in a very run-heavy offense, which I think I already said. And Ryan Tannehill's throwing him the ball. Yeah. Like, you're telling me with all those things going against him, he's this, this man's still going to finish in the top 10? Yes, he is elite, but there is a line, and I think that's crossing it. Yeah. Like, and, and let's, also, just, let's just play it safe here, guys. He's going to be a wide receiver, too. Yeah, and also— But that's know. still good. It's good. Yeah, it's well, you, good. But if you're going to draft DeAndre one. Hopkins in redraft, yeah. like people are going to reach on him and have him be, like take him in the third, fourth round, have him be their, their first wide receiver. Like, no. No, I agree. No, thanks. I'm with you. Yeah, and let's not forget, they also have the uber-talented Traylon Burks there, the rookie from last year. Is Obviously, that sarcasm? Huh? Is that sarcasm? It's not sarcasm. He's very talented, bro. Is, that, just, what you, is that what you fucking think? Traylon Burks is a talented wideout. He just got hurt. Traylon He's very athletic, Burks. dude. Hmm? Okay. Traylon Burks isn't a talented white. I'll tell you what. If Tennessee thought Traylon Burks was the answer to the AJ Brown getting traded, they wouldn't have fucking signed DJ or fucking DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not. I'm not implying that. Mm. All I'm saying is. No, I don't. I, I think they signed him because they want to win. The point I was trying to get to is obviously the signing of DeAndre knocks his stock down a bit. So a lot of people I mean, that may have thought he may have been like a. Uh, Potential flex play with maybe some wide receiver upside. I don't two think upside. anybody on this show thought that Traylon Burks was worth of any shit. I mean, do, do you, you never guys? know? Like, do you guys? No, I'm just saying he he's was a, a talented wideout. To me, and they, you I dropped. Mean, you, they drafted him for a reason. I dude. have an eye on him. Yeah, they drafted him for a reason. We all know King Henry is getting old, and yes, we have stated that they have the run first philosophy. But you don't draft a talented pass catcher like that if you don't intend to use him, unless you're the Baltimore Ravens. He had a key. That's the only thing. <laughs> He had games at the end of yeah. the year. He had a couple of games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With, like, what, Dobbs and Willis, our boy Willis, trying to throw him the ball, oh, dude. dude. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I'm not I'm not writing that guy off yet. If anything, from an NFL standpoint, I think it helps him that they bring in D-Hop. He's not going to get the top corner on whatever okay. team they're playing against. Okay, hold and then on, he's hold a, on. he has a great mentor now, dude. Hold on. I agree. <laughs> Traylon Burks, week 17. Eight targets, four catches. Week 18, seven targets, four catches. These are the games you're talking about? Is are, are is this it? 
continue did he score touchdowns where his yards like come on tell tell us no, tell yeah, us yeah. the story there's, there's nothing here there's there's he yeah, had four catches it. and zero yards story, how is that that's possible it. so that's he had four it. catches six yards four catches 66 yards okay so that's 18 points 10 points that's flex that's 12 points that's okay, flex. so even better points. thank you yeah. <laughs> and then 19 yards this week 18 okay for, on how okay, many catches on four for 19 any touchdowns no touchdowns. Okay, trash. See, okay, so this is what I'm talking about. So, like, just real quick, Traylon Burks, you guys are saying there's upside here, right? Week one, wide receiver 55. Week two, wide receiver 55. Week three, wide receiver 90. Week four, wide receiver 77. Then he got hurt for the next four weeks, including the bye. Wide receiver 66, week 10. Wide receiver 11, wide receiver 13. Not bad. Week 12, wide receiver 18. And then after that, it's just more shit. Like, there's nothing here for me to sit here and say that there's worth of any value with Traylon Burks. I don't care how athletic he is. If the offense is not scheming to get him the ball or throw the ball, there is no fucking business that you're drafting this player. Yeah, I didn't say I was. All I was trying to ask is where does this peg him down in terms of where you draft him? Traylon Burks? Yeah. You don't. Well, I got to ask, brother, because I'm driving the fucking show. You're not going <laughs> to fucking ask. <laughs> I'll draft him, dude. Yeah, I'd draft him too, bro. Yeah, I'll Tra- draft him late. Yeah. I mean, he's not a flex. Yeah. But wide receiver, wide receiver five. So, so if he's not a flex, then what's the fucking point? Because you, because you have to. It's fifteen fucking rounds, Frank. <laughs> and that what he, am I gonna do in rounds he, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? One of those, I'm gonna take Traylon Burks, dude. Bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> he provides because it, upside. Because anyway. there's upside. He's yeah. young enough. He provides upside. And he and he has the athletic profile. Yeah. Okay. All right. They drafted him because All they right. thought All that right. guy was AJ Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It yeah, doesn't look true. like it right now. Doesn't but did, look like did it the right kid now. get a chance? Definitely. Right? Not really. Catch. They yeah. also they also thought that AJ Brown wasn't worth paying for. So good for them. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> let's move Fuck off. Fuck the, the Titans. Yeah, That's let's all I have let's to say about let's that. move off the Titans and let's go to another shitty team, the Jags. <laughs> uh no, we have high hopes for the Jags here on ATC. Um, but news coming out of Jacksonville, Evan Engram, Frank, you and I talked about him last episode. Agreed to a three-year extension to remain a Jaguar. What are you guys' thoughts on Evan re-upping down in Jacksonville? Good for good for Dynasty. Yeah, I think yep. so too. To know where he's going to be, mm-hmm. he's going to be with a good, with a yeah, young, you get, you got some, young stud quarterback for the next few years. So. Yeah. Well, we hope. I mean, you never know in the NFL; he could be cut tomorrow. But. It doesn't yeah. to me. It doesn't change his like stock as far as like if know, anything, climbing up the boards, climbing down the boards from a redraft standpoint. It's like. You know, I think he is wh- he is what he is when yeah. it comes to redraft, which is going to be a late round tight end. Right. If, if anything, you almost worry that just because he got his money now, maybe he's not going to be as productive. Oh, we know that happens. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's very true. You we, know? Yeah, that's always because a concern. I think we were, we were talking about during our we were talking about him during the tight ends because we had it listed as one through ten, and you know we know Evan Ingram's height is basically thirty nine points, right? But he could also give you five. Yeah. I mean, I oh. think he's definitely and we touched on it, Frank, like you said, we when we got into it last episode. I think if you're looking to be Ev- or have Evan Engram as your starting tight end, I think you definitely do better. I think he's yes. not going to replicate that production he did last year. No. Calvin Ridley's in the fold now, which knocks him down to probably fourth in the pecking order in terms of targets. And then again, yeah, I referenced last week as well. He's never scored more than four touchdowns in a season outside of I think his rookie or sophomore year right so yeah i mean uh, to d's point it is it is a 
comforting factor, I think, for a dynasty play. But I mean, outside of that, there's I not really. I think this really is more a good, a good thing, a good NFL move, like for the team. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think it really moves a needle for any fantasy app. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Don't. We do reference the following season a lot, you know, to look back at stats. But there's times where we gotta be like, no, like, okay, that was the ceiling right there. Yeah. Yeah. And that felt like the ceiling for Evan Ingram. Like you guys said, Calvin Ridley's coming into the fold now. I think he is going to be the fourth, fifth option in that offense. So mm-hmm. he's a late round. He's a late round tight end. You know, DM but he, he's a tr- he's going to be a tried and true tight end. He's going to win you weeks. He's going to lose you weeks. Exactly. D- so. I'm going to ask you because uh, you weren't here last week. But would you rather have him or Darren Waller for this upcoming season in redraft? Oh fuck! <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I fucking said. That's exactly what I said. Uh. <sighs> If you Darren waited that Waller, long, Darren Waller, really? Yeah. Wow. Just, just strictly from the from, kind of we just referenced it. Like he's going to be the fourth option mm-hmm. on that team. Darren Waller is now the t- number one pass catching option for the New York Giants. I said, and it's looking I like said, Barkley. I said, <laughs> we'll get into it here, but yes. <laughs> bro, I said good. Ingram strictly because of the quarterback problem. And so yeah. I I just quickly processed that in my head. Okay, do I take the better quarterback or exactly. do I take the guy that's going to probably yeah. get the most targets and touchdowns and I think God Waller's what, probably so. has the higher upside but Ingram probably has the higher floor if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It um does. I think ultimately I'll just go no tight end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to pass. Great strat, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. Taysom Hill. Yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude. Cool. Well, congrats to Evan and securing that 3-year deal in Jacksonville. Yeah. Boys, you know, you know who's not securing deals? Yeah. Who? The running backs. They oh, are this not. This is a sad, sad this, state. If, are, if there's any NFL fans, just strictly NFL fans, not necessarily fantasy-wise, but just NFL fans as a whole listening, what are your guys' thoughts on this running back situation going on in the league right now? Because it is bananas, dude. It seems like every running back wants to be paid, and rightfully so, right? I think they all have an argument to be paid. But here's a newsflash for you. They ain't getting paid, dude. And I think the owners found a loophole in this. And what I think that is, and D, I made this point to you the other day, is why would I pay a 25, 26-year-old running back when I can draft a running back who's four years younger, probably can put up similar production, have him for way cheaper, and then just do that over and over and over again? And I think that's the owner's standpoint right now, right? These running backs who are who have made a name for themselves in the league, like I said, want to get paid, and rightfully so. But history has shown once you reach 27, once you reach 28, you start to fall off a cliff a little bit. Production starts to decline, and you're fucked. So what are your guys' thoughts on the current state of the running back position in the NFL? It sucks for them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it just... You know, when you think of football, like aside from quarterback and like the super superstar wide receivers, like the league is littered with stud running backs, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, there's to me, there's it's one of the watching one of the most exciting things about football, watching a guy break through the line and scamper seventy yards to the house, dude. Yeah, dude, absolutely so, trucking. Like, they have to be like they have to be some of the most athletic players on the field, and. But kind of what you're. I don't think. 
I don't think the owners have found a loophole. You don't think so? I think it's just business. Right. I think yeah. it's just strictly business, dude. Like, unfortunately, that it just kind of is what it is. You know, these guys have played themselves into a situation where they touch the ball so much that they become injury prone and that the numbers don't lie. Like, the numbers start to decline once they get off that first contract, which is, what, three to four years yep. in the league. You know, and it's just in on top of it, this league's going away from running the ball. Yep. This league's going to passing the ball. This is a pass first league. All the rules, the changes, and all that shit, dude. That's all about protecting who? The quarterback. The Not keeper. protecting the running back, dude. <laughs> the keeper. <laughs> the quarterback. <laughs> the most difficult position. <laughs> I mean, we dude, I could go on and on, man. Like, I, if anything, I feel as a fan, like I feel bad. Yeah. You know, definitely. like some of my favorite players are all running backs. Yeah, like, man. Like, yes, like Austin Eckler, hundred percent, bro. You deserve that bag. But as a Charger fan, like that money ain't going to you, bro. That money's going to Herbert. Yeah. You know, like, do you deserve it? Yes. Yeah. But does he deserve it? Uh, yes. You know, and yeah, I don't even think I mentioned that. Uh, Austin Eckler had a Zoom meeting with all the top backs in the league the other night. I think uh, I just glanced over an article. I think C Mac was on the call. I think yes, Barkley dude. was on the call. Josh Jacobs, Jacobs was on the call. Nick Chubb yeah. was on the call. Chubb was on the call. Yeah. And <laughs> I think what they came to the conclusion was, well, we're fucked. We're we fucked. can't do yes. anything. <laughs> Frank, what are your thoughts on the running back situation? Yeah, the man? sad thing is, man, the thoughts don't fucking matter. And the proof is in the pudding, bro. Like, they do deserve it. They earned it. They drive their teams in their prime years. The problem is when they put up prime years, they don't do it again the next year. And history dictates that it, we, we see that now. And with analytics coming into play so strongly within sports, like there's evidence that that clearly proves that when a fucking running back has their their best season that they've ever had in their career, the likelihood of them repeating that again is nothing. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And so based on that, when you come out and you put up the best fucking year that you've ever had and then you expect to get paid, the ownership knows that you're not going to do the same shit yet that you did last year. So they're going to pay you accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's a interesting. It's a business. It's, it's a business. A, it, it's strictly it's business. A business. So this and is like, this is from Nick Chubb. He said, "Right now, there's really nothing we can do. <laughs> there is nothing they and can he, do." And he said, "We said we're kind of handcuffed with the situation. We're the only position that our production hurts us the most. If we go out there and run two thousand yards with so many carries, the next year they're going to say you're probably worn down. It's tough." It hurts yeah. us at the end of the day. And he's I mean, 100% right, dude. Let's think about it. Like, how many running backs have come out and put up monster years like that just to come out and do it again the next year? None. I don't Few think anybody's ever done it. Maybe Jamal Charles? Jamal Charles is the Maybe. Maybe AB? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe. maybe LT one year? But, like, my whole point to this is, is that, like, they do deserve to get paid. But history dictates that the production that you're you're asking to get paid is not the production that you're going to put up for the contract that you just got paid for. Right. So. Yeah, that tracks. And it's too easy to franchise franchise tag these oh, yeah. guys. So, oh, yeah. Just looking at the other franchise tags in the league, right? I think quarterback is up to over 30-plus million. 32 million for quarterbacks. That's the franchise tag. Wide receivers is 19 million. Okay? On, all these are going up. Offensive linemen. Went from 14 million to 18 million. Defensive ends, 16 million to 19 million. Running back, 12 million, and now it's decreased to 10 million dollars. That's so crazy. They're the only one that's going down. Yeah, that's 
Rightfully so, so. So rightfully, yeah, they are going to be pissed off, you know. But unfortunately, like the offenses are also scheming that way too. They're yes, they're 100%. starting to fade out that type of three down running back that you need, which is why we value them so highly here in fantasy. And football. every dude, everything's moving towards. This is a pass-first league, dude. Yeah. Like, why is the price on the quarterback going up? Because it's the most difficult and most important position in sports. <laughs> Thank you, dude. <laughs> Way to represent But it's the most again. important. It's the most important position in the NFL, right? The price of the quarterback is continuing to rise. Why? Well, what about wide receiver? Well, who does the quarterback throw to? He throws to the fucking wide receiver. Yep. Right, and a stud wide receiver is ex- proving to be extremely valuable in this league. What about the offensive lineman? Well, you got to protect the quarterback. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. What about the defensive ends? Well, how are you going to stop the quarterback? Yep. You got to be able to rush him. But what about the corner? Well, you need to be able to cover these wide receivers. Right? So it's like Damn. all of that is pointing That's another difficult position. towards cornerback. You know, everything revolves around the passing game. Yeah. That's and true. then on top of that, that's a good one. Who's that So who is the highest paid running back in the league right now? It's uh, Christian McCaffrey. What is he what does he do best? He catches, catches the ball. He catches the ball. Oh, yeah, that's right. Catches the ball. Everything's revolving around the passing game. Yeah. That's you know? a good point. Which makes it interesting of, with the whole Saquon situation because he also catches the ball, and yet the Giants don't want to pay him. But yeah. I think he catches – I mean, a lot of – Very interesting. But see, this is how – I mean, I said this last week, though, that Saquon, a lot of his catches came down from checkdowns, not it do, it to see the way that they get you still Christian McCaffrey. It doesn't yeah. matter, though, dude. You still got to catch it. No, you're right. Right? You're right. I mean, coming out of college, th- I mean, that was one of his biggest strengths was being able to catch the ball. Sure. That's how these guys are going to get and stay in the league. Yeah. They 100%. need to be able to catch the ball. They need to be able to pass block. Yep. Yeah. So interesting situation going on in the league regarding running backs. Hopefully. Damn, this news is lasting quite long. Let's get it through it. I mean. Shut up, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on, at the end of the day, I don't. I hate to take a watered down stance, but I truthfully see both sides, dude. I agree. Yeah. I, I, Dude, I agree. Like, yes. Like, you guys play an extreme, extremely difficult position. Your body takes a beating, like you should definitely get paid. But at the same time, I understand it's a business and I know why they don't want to pay you. The problem with the running backs is, dude, there's a ton of running ton of really good running backs, and that's the problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like if like a lot of these teams have a pretty solid backup waiting on the wings, right? Or guys I think you referenced it, Frank, like guys like Isaiah Pacheco could get drafted in the sixth round, yes. never make the bag. And then in three to four years, when it's time for him to get paid, that team's gonna say Thank you for your service. We're gonna go draft another Isaiah Pacheco. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Right? And now that guy's out of a job, and which is why Austin Eckler is so pissed off, because right? he was the same situation. Yeah, undrafted. he was undrafted. Although he did get paid, he got he paid. D- he once. got he, he got a, g- a decent contract. Yeah, I think he's made. Like and he deserves a year. raise. He deserves. He a does raise. deserve a raise. But from but the he's team not perspective, gonna get one. he's not gonna get one, dude. We're nope. gonna let Isaiah Spiller come in and do exactly your same job. I can't wait till that happens, and it's a disaster. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, too many good running backs. I love me some Isaiah Spiller, by the <laughs> way. God. But I digress. Uh, so, yeah, best of luck to the RBs. I hope that situation gets solved for your guys' benefit some point soon. Uh, D, you had some exciting news you wanted to break to us regarding a running back. Yes, let's talk about another reason why the running backs <laughs> aren't getting paid. It's because they keep getting suspended. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So let, we're going to touch on Dalvin Cook again. He still does not have a team. And now we're starting to figure out maybe why he hasn't been signed. So the, around the NFL circle, there's some rumor mills going on that he actually might get a suspension. And it's all dwelling about the classic NFL wide running back favorite, domestic violence. Oh, God, dude. 
<laughs> so, and this is kind of sad. So it sounds like he tried to pay out his ex-girlfriend up to $1 million to clear his name due to some alleged domestic violence issues that he was having Jesus, dude. with his said ex-girlfriend. Why can't these guys keep their hands and to the themselves? And the best part was, dude, she turned the money down. Which Whoa. means she, they're going to go to court and she's going to try means and take... That means it's legit. It's dude. legit. Oh, yeah. And I think they're going to go to court next year and she's going to try and take him down. Oh, yeah. He's fucked. So as far as like what actually happened, like it's a little hazy. And I'm not going to go on the air and just make up some story saying he did this and did that. But... Bro, if you turn he put his a, hands on a girl, dude, like, in, it, it, I mean, you can't you can't put your hands on anyone to begin with. But the fact that she turned down the amount of money is this stemming from the domestic violence that happened like four years, three, so, two to three years. So this ago? isn't the first thing I was just that just crossed my mind. This yeah. isn't the first issue this guy's had. This is he I, had a problem. If it's the same, chick, it scratched the surface at least. And there was video of him like slap. I don't Slapping know. a female. I around. never saw video. I saw it, but and it was a little rough. I don't. But know. Dalvin Cook is in mm. hot water. Should not talk about Ray Rice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, so, man, that's anyways, rough. We won't talk about that. So there's the Dalvin news, dude. Like that's probably one of the reasons why he hasn't been signed because well, there's a possible that, suspension looming. That trucks now, dude. So keep him off your boards. Yeah, keep him off your boards for sure. That guy should not be drafted at all. Sounds like coming into this upcoming yeah. season. Uh, another guy who maybe should not be drafted <laughs> this upcoming season. Jesus. Frank, real quick, if you want to touch on him. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think uh, a lot of the people here on Around the Cooler, other than me, really like this guy as probably, I think, the second best receiver coming out as a rookie. Yep. yep. Jordan Addison. Yep. Got busted for going 140 miles an hour. In, in like a 50-mile-an-hour zone. In a 50-mile-an-hour zone. Like, is this... Is this the guy that's going to have problems out of the receiving core? Like this so receiving group? So he's who, the guy. Who, who, he's the problem guy, dude. Who knows, man? Already? I, like off the rip? Bro, nah, I don't think it's so, It's been dude. two months. I don't think so. I Are think you even in camp yet, kid? Dude, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. got fucking drafted. What I are think, you doing? I think it's just a kid being stupid, dude. That's all it is. I mean, I, I hope so. At least he's not like so. hitting hitting chicks or hitting someone, dude. Not I mean, yet. Like, Fuck, like, dude. He, he, he bought himself a fast car, a nice suit. And he's like, I'm gonna let this rip for a little while. Dude. I mean, like, like he didn't rug the, somebody, dude. What's yeah. the last? What's the last receiver that did this shit? I don't know. Who Henry Ruggs. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Fuck. So hopefully, hopefully this scares well, him straight. Dude. Yeah, hopefully it scares him straight. It's a wake up call for him. But I still, I think, not much is gonna come out of it. And I still like him to be a solid flex play this upcoming season. D, <sighs> thoughts? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't do that again. Click, you're drafted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome yeah. to the D-Bots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the team, kid. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's well, good luck, Jordan, in Minnesota. Hopefully, you get your shit figured out, brother. Guys, let's get to crack them. So, we started our first Twitter Twitter war <laughs> the other day. Actually, I'm going to clarify that. D started our first <laughs> Twitter war <laughs> the other day with a Randy Orton lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, did you see this guy? No, I bro, did not. he looks just, just like, like Randy, Randy Orton, Orton dude. Really? Just like yeah. him, yeah. And I, I can't remember the context of what it was, man. Can you fill us in on what it was exactly? So I was replying to, and I'm not going to give this guy. I don't, I don't. Yeah, remember don't who go, I was, yeah, yeah, don't give him any. Anyway, someone in the someone in the industry posted just, something about quarterbacks, right? And said, if if you could not say Patrick Mahomes, who is the best quarterback in the league today? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so no Patrick Mahomes. So my response was, oh. It's definitely Josh Allen. Right. right? Respect. Because that's how I feel. Yeah. Right. So, and this is me trying to get our, get spread the pod and get right, out right, there, right. you know, 
and it kind of did exactly what I wanted to do mm-hmm. because I was one of the first people to reply to this guy's uh, tweet, which means we got all the looks. So I think we ended up over with, for us, this is a lot, like a few thousand looks on our comment. That's a lot. And we had a ton of likes. And then on top of that, we had a lot of people comment on why on Josh Allen. And one of them, we're just going to call him Randy Orton. <laughs> so Randy Orton, Randy not Orton look alike. Randy Orton. Not the, not Randy the Orton, real one. Even no. though I know you're listening, Mr. Orton. <laughs> Um, so this Randy Orton lookalike did not like the fact that we said Josh Allen. No, he did not. And he went on and on about how, why it's going to be Joe Burrow. And honestly, like I just stayed out of it. Yeah. Like this is, this is just me trying to be cordial. Like, Hey, I'm not going to get into some Twitter beef. Like we're going to just try, you know, that I do take the high ground, take the high ground. And I just watched everyone else do the, do the fighting for us, dude. (laughs) Dude, it was like a, it was like a three, four day long thing. Dude, Like it was a week. (laughs) Yeah. It was a week. Crazy bro. And like, we're trying to grow this pod. You yeah, know? yeah, we're not we're not the most popular people on Twitter. So yeah, I, no. So it's a big deal when I turn when I turn the app on and it says you have ten you have ten notifications. I'm like oh my god, hell yeah, dude! Oh wait, it's all this guy going back and forth with other people. Oh, Some Jesus, Kyrie dude. Irving fans has our back. Yeah, Whoa, Kyrie baby. Irving, shout out Kyrie. Kyrie Irving entered the chat. <laughs> shout dude. out to Kyrie Irving. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, dude. Like. This guy was just getting personal with people. Yeah. And then we, j- I just tried to jump in at the end and be funny. Yeah, I saw and that. like, hey, and don't forget to listen to Around the Cooler. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm not going to listen to that, blah, blah, blah. Like, look at you. You only have 35. I'm like, yeah, dude. This is only like a month old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know. He doesn't know, dude. But still, nonetheless, it was pretty interesting. And I thought it was worth a crack yeah. Also, uh, worth a crack That just popped in my head. We have a birthday on Around the Cooler that happened yesterday. <laughs> To our big dog D. So happy birthday to the D. Ah. Thank you for starting that Twitter war. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday, big D. Let's again, rock him to that. <laughs> God, if we could start any war, that'd be good. Delicious. Now I know why they call it the mean streets of Twitter, dude. <sighs> yeah, no kidding, bro. Is that what they say? It's brutal oh, yeah. out there. Damn, I don't even know. It have is Twitter. brutal out there. Uh, all right, boys. Well, I don't fuck. Are we finally going to figure out what we're going to talk about this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was fair enough yeah, that we dude, could get into know. that for long enough because I feel like this is going to go pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, only, we only have a few players here. Yeah, we're not. It's not the rankings. We don't yeah, have yeah, it's 12 not like, players yeah, to break down. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but this episode, guys, we are we are introducing our breakouts and sleepers, people that we think are going to break out this season and our sleepers, maybe some deep sleepers. Late round gems. Yep. Lay around gems, yeah. That like, or that we think are going to at least put up somewhat respectable fantasy season and help your teams and help your teams. So, without further ado, let's get into our breakouts. And I'm going to start things off here, introducing my breakout with Greg the Leg. And I'm not talking about Greg the Leg, the kicker. Although, is that guy still in the league? I wonder what that guy's up to these days. Greg Zerley? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, kickers always what, find jobs. When was he last? I think it was in Who's the league. Who's your guy, Brady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, fuck it. Yeah, uh, guy. Before we just. So, yeah, before I get off tangent. tangent. Uh, I'm talking about the new Greg the Leg, Greg Dulcich. So, if anyone watched the Denver Broncos last year, you realize what an absolute shit show that team was. Oh, I definitely God. did because I had Russell it Wilson. It was so fun to watch that place burn. Literally, dude, their stadium caught As fire. my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, dude. Yeah. Check I, it out. I had uh, Russell Wilson as my quarterback, so I was invested in quite a bit of Denver games. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, guys, that offense was a shit show. However, Greg the Leg showed some promise. He was limited by some hamstring issues, but in the 10 games that he did play, he had four top 10 finishes. And let's not forget, last year, he was a rookie. 
Okay. So that's pretty impressive. Four top ten finishes as okay. a rookie is okay. is pretty nice. Not just a rookie, a rookie tight end. A rookie tight end. That's correct. Even Which more impressive. Tight ends don't show impact usually till year two or three. Exactly. Correct. And also remember, you got a block to get on the field. Right. So this guy can do both. Well, the funny thing is, even though he's more of a traditional pass catcher, the I funny think, thing is, this team didn't really know what the fuck they were doing the entire year. So <laughs> they're just know, like, dude. just put that guy on the field. He can't block. Who gives a fuck? Javante I Williams know. isn't going to play anyway. I know, bro. And then he didn't. Yeah. Dude, I think yeah, my yeah, yeah. favorite part about the whole Denver dumpster fire is when they were at home. And their own fans were counting down oh, the oh play clock. God. That Five, was bad. Four. <laughs> it was so bad, was man. So bad. I can't even get over how bad it was. Uh, but anyways, as we all know, Sean Payton is now in town. And he was recently quoted as saying Dulcich has a Joker-like skill set. Oh, my God, dude. Can, I fucking hate that can guy. You, yeah. If, those, if you're not picking it up on I'm saying we're referring to Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. AKA fuck that team for <laughs> like our fans. And fuck that guy, dude. Yeah, yeah. That guy's unbelievable though. But do you, but actually, is, do you know is. what he all means when he says that? Oh yeah, dude. He's got the all around skill set to be one of the best tight ends in the league. He can do everything. He can do everything field. on the field. hundred percent. Yes. Yep. Uh like I mentioned though, health is a concern. He did have some hamstring issues last year. I don't think that's too big of an issue, especially as a rookie though. I think he's gonna bounce back and be healthy. And if Sean Payton can get Russell right uh this upcoming season, which I don't want to say he can fully redeem him to what russell was but i think we'll definitely see an improvement in russell and with that i think we're going to see a breakout from greg i think greg's a good candidate dude yeah i had him on my board i think he was one of the guys that i had in mind until i saw that you put him in there yeah and i actually had him on one of my teams last year so i was taking advantage of that short little window when he was quote-unquote breaking out Mm -hmm. a little bit Mm -hmm. until the injuries came up to him or caught up to him and just looking at the offense, like they're going to figure it out. Sean Payton's too good of a head coach. Russell Wilson is too good of a quarterback for that team to just completely shit the bed again. Yeah. Um, you got Javante Williams, who's coming off a major injury. Which I think he's making like bigger progress than expected, right? Yes. Yeah. That said, he's still coming off a yeah. major Pretty gnarly injury. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty gnarly, gnarly one. one. Yeah. And, you know, and even though Sean Payton's offenses tend to run through the running back, from a pass-catching standpoint – You've got Judy, you've got Sutton, and then you've got Dulcich. And seems like that team's kind of fading Sutton. So I feel like Dulcich could be the I, second best pass yeah, catching I, option I, I, on that I team. I feel the same about Sutton. I think, they yeah. fade, they're fading that they're guy. Getting, they're yeah. getting rid of – I think they're going to get rid of one of them before the season. I, I can think see they even being came a cut out candidate, dude. I can yeah, see him being a cut before candidate. Before the season starts. I think, I think Sutton or well, Judy is going to be gone. What is Sutton – no, it's not no, going to be Judy. I said Sutton or Judy No, it's not going to be Judy. They were entertaining Judy trade offers, though. I know that, but they're not going to cut that guy outright. If anything, they're going to cut Sutton. The only question that I would have for that is like what would that cat what would that do to their cap like if they've already gotten past the point of like him getting being guaranteed money I he's feel on like the team sudden, for the next year. sudden i feel like is on the second contract judy is still on his rookie deal. exactly yeah so exactly. he's not going to get cut he they was, were entertaining trade offers but i think they're trying to see what they can get for both of them yeah and they didn't move either one of them yeah, yeah. because they so. both blow but so, so i'm big on dulcich i've uh, from you guys know in our dynasty league, where I did Dulcich go to school? I have no idea. <laughs> Not even the fucking closest thing in the world. Oh, dude, I got it. Let me hear it, D. Did you have a pause for a second, bro? I had to think. Oh, okay. Yeah. D. UC- Philman. UCLA. That's right. That a boy. Oh, really? Yep. Bruins. Nice. You're a big Bruins fan. Yes, I love the Bruins, man. I grew up pulling for the Bruins. I mean, I could get into a whole spiel yeah. about that, but Who cares? yeah, yeah. I traded for Dulcich. 
after he came on last year and did TE11, TE7, TE9, and then at their bye week, I sent a trade offer to one of our guys in our in our dynasty league, Patrick, for a third round pick, and he t- he took it straight up, and I was like, you fucking for a third, yeah, wow, what an idiot, yeah. So and then after that, like obviously you didn't do too much after that, but like I saw enough in those three weeks where I was like, damn, this guy could be could be good. He could landed good in a year. really good spot. So again, um, very in, athletic. Yeah, yep. incorporate Sean Payton, who historically loved to use his tight ends with Drew Brees. Yep. Shit, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility either that he could finish top fifteen. You think he 10. finishes top twelve? I think at full healthy season because the only problem with him from last year is that he was hurt. Yeah, but I, like I said, I don't think that's too big of an issue, man. I think, like, I, I think, think it's, I, I think, think he's he can. A, I think he's a later at tight end. He's, yeah. pro- I think he's going what after round ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if and you're going to fade the tight end you. position, like this is one of those guys I would yeah. pick. Damn, yeah. I like how you say that. Fade the tight end. Take a position. flyer, dude. Take a flyer. Damn, on this I guy. fucking Take a like that a lot, D. Yeah, like take a flyer on Greg. It's industry talk, bro. Oh, uh, is that what it is? <laughs> Damn. Get I it together, to, bro. I need to get it together. Get it together. I gotta stop drinking beers. Uh, okay, so I think consensus here is we all agree Greg DeLeg is a decent breakout candidate. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Let's get to our next one. D, your boy. Yes. Really, our boy. really your boy. And yes, an ATC boy. He is our boy. Yes, for sure. I'm calling my breakout Trevor Lawrence. All right. So about halfway through last season, that's when Trevor started to really put it together. And he started to finally play like that most highly coveted quarterback prospect in the last decade. Like finally, he dude. finally started to live up to that hype. Yeah, finally. Really strong fantasy finish. He showed some big moxie in the playoff comeback against the Chargers. He actually had multiple comebacks on that second half. He did. They had what five, six wins in a row. Yeah. It's like it was just winning. Your it was just winning. You're in, and they just kept winning, which was kind of nice to see. End of the year with over four thousand yards, twenty five plus TDs, five rushing TDs. He's there's the only other sophomore quarterback to put up that line, was actually Deshaun Watson. Wow. So in Massage my opinion, Watson, huh, yes, Watson, <laughs> dude, I love it. Yeah, dude. So in my opinion, I feel like everything is starting to trend upwards for, for T law, right? You got another year with Doug Peterson. The offense is getting more stacked, right? They're adding Calvin Ridley to his wide receiving core and they have a fairly soft schedule because they're playing the AFC South, right? Yeah. So that's two <laughs> games against the Colts, two games against the Texans, the Titans are kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. So, and I think one can easily expect him to hit those numbers again, right? I don't, 4,000 yards, 30 plus CDs, to me, that's very realistic. Not to mention, he's very athletic. He has a really good rushing floor already, you know, and he ultimately finished as last year's number eight overall QB. So, like, why, how do I think he's going to break out from that? Because I think this guy's going to start to crack into the top five. So, I think there's a good potential for him to get into the top five, and you could find him in rounds six through eight. Yeah. Well, all those other top five quarterbacks are going in rounds two, three, four. Right. So if you fade a quarterback, I think you could get a really good one here. Yeah. In the kind of so middle too. middle to later rounds. If I had Trevor Lawrence as my starting QB, there's I'm not mad about it at all. Well, I think that all three of us here on around the cooler tend to fade quarterbacks unless we can get those those one or two guys, right? Unless there's Michael Vick available, dude. And then you draft him first <laughs> overall like I did. And then you win a ship after that. And yeah. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. You're the man. Anyways, but like if you're drafting Trevor Lawrence, like us three here at the table, I know for a fact that if we got Trevor Lawrence, it's 100% for value. And we got yes. him super fucking late. And it's like if one of us got him, the other two are like, damn, that that's probably the team to beat. 
you know, because we all agree that the upside is there. I think, D, you got his predicted stat line, 4,500 yards, 36 TDs, 12 picks, and like 300 yards rushing and five touchdowns on the ground. Can you hit that? I think it's I – th- I would give him – Just a yes or no, can you hit it? I think he can. Brady? Yeah, 100%. That doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility to me. Okay, so that's not his predicted stat line. Oh, it's not. That was Joe Burrow's l- stat line last year. Oh, wow. I thought that's why you had it there. That's what you were saying. Well, were I put predict- it there to see. Uh, I wanted to ask if you if he could hit it. Oh. You guys both agreed. Clutch, bro. I yeah, think I, he I, can. I, I, think, I think he can. So I, that doesn't what, seem crazy. So me. that's what Joe Burrow did last year. Because in my opinion, they're very they're very similar. Yeah. Than the way they play. They're I think he's more athletic than Joe Burrow. He is. Yeah, he is. But Joe... Joe can also run, Joe though. Don't runs when he needs Joe. to. Yeah, yeah. but... They yes. both watch Joe your Burrow's fucking mouth. Joe Burrow's snaking touchdowns for my boy Joe Mixon. So yes. fuck that. Guy. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but so, but when I when I look at the, the way they play, to me, they both seem very similar. They're yes. both pocket quarterbacks. Yep. That will run when they need to. Trevor's more athletic. Trevor scrambles a little bit more, but they both have a knack for Joe getting into the a end little zone. More polished. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. More polished right now, but that was QB four last year. Damn. So so. I definitely think that's plausible. Do you guys think that he does finish in top five? Just gut instinct. Yes. Wow. I do think so. Wow. I feel like these. I feel like the rushing quarterbacks aren't going to hit like we think they're going to hit. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be what we Bro, have let's, always. Let's thought. just stop talking about that guy. <laughs> we can't, dude. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, Trevor Lawrence breakout pick for D. We all like it here again. Uh, Frank, let's get to your guy, brother. Rashad White. Rashad Tampa Bay running back. White. So where did Rashad White go to school, dude? Fuck. There's no way I'm even gonna know that one. <laughs> I will tell you this. Brady, one, can you take this one? Yeah, I will tell you this is a tough. I mean, the school. How the fuck school do you guys not tough, bro? The, the school. Oh, I was gonna say, D. The school is not tough, but like, I, if you don't want college ball, it's it's not like a, it's not like an Alabama or Ohio State or something. Yeah, Brady's like that. always having he, my back. He went to, to Arizona State, bro. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Tempe. Yeah. Mill, you, Mill Street, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good times down there, bro. That's for fucking just for that, that, <laughs> Yeah, we've all been there for spring training. It's cool, dude. Um, Rashad so White. Rashad White comes in, and he's supposed to ha- be handed the keys to the Tampa Bay offense this year, right? Um, a team that lo- no longer has Tom Brady and has substituted my boy in Hollywood Mayfield. I expect this team to lean heavily on the run game. You think so? Oh, 100%. The biggest problem with this team last year was the offensive line. Coming into this year, words out of camp is the offensive line problems have been fixed. Because they're healthy. Because they're healthy. And a lot of the issues that Tampa Bay came from last year was because of that. Like Tom Brady had to get the ball out quickly or otherwise he was going to get hit. Right. That's... That's why you did. That's why you saw a decrease in in numbers with uh, Mike Evans. Yep. And so same thing with uh, Chris Godwin. Why he didn't get so many fucking touchdowns. But I digress. So from weeks twelve to eighteen, when Rashad White came in as a lead back, he had a top nine finish, top ten, and top fourteen. What I like more from that is during those time frames, he had nine targets, eight targets, five targets, and five targets in that span. The kid can catch the ball. So. In my opinion, I think if you're waiting for kind of like an RB2 and if you wait too long, this is a candidate that could be a breakout player. You know, they brought in Chase Edmonds, and he can catch the ball. He's a little scat back, but, like, that doesn't exactly move the needle for me in terms of, like, is this guy going to take time away from him? Along with that, you also see Vaughn and Leard. 
I don't think either of those guys do shit. Mm-hmm. So I honestly don't think that a thousand yards and fifty catches is out of the realm of possibility for this guy. Hmm. Give it enough volume. Okay. All he needs to do is be on the field, and if the offensive line stays strong, Baker Mayfield's going to be captain checkdown this year. We're sleeping on 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 this guy, dude, because he seems to me like he has the backfield to himself. Right. That's what I think. And I think a lot of the industry isn't getting hyped on him because I think people are waiting for them to sign somebody. Yeah. Right. Like, are they going to bring back Fournette? Are they going to bring in Zeke? Like, oh, they're really just going to give Rashad White the backfield? Kind of like Alexander Madison. Like, are they really just going to give him the backfield? Or Tony Pollard. Like, we're just waiting for it. That's that's a good comparison. Yeah, like, this sounds great until freaking Kareem Hunt shows up and just throws (laughs) everything for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but... yeah. If he gets the backfield, if they do give him the keys to the car. He's fast, and he's I big. I like it. He's oh, six dude. feet, 220. Yeah. He's a talented back for sure, dude. I like it, too. Yeah. And you can catch balls. Yes. He's that, not just getting targets. He can that, catch balls. Well, right. that was his calling card coming out of the college. Is that he could catch better than any of that yeah. running back class. All I was trying to make is Bigger that the back opportun- that can catch balls. Kind of like Zach Charbonnet. The opportunities yeah. <laughs> were there, is what I'm saying, for those yeah. targets from those weeks. It's yeah. an interesting one, man. I, I, I'm intrigued by it. I don't know. I don't know, man. I I wouldn't fully go full blown. Me personally, I wouldn't fully invest into Rashad White as a breakout candidate. No, you can't fully invest in it because that probably means he's probably running back too, right? Right, right, I'm right. Just saying, like, if you're no, taking no, no, I hear, late, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I just don't know if my if surprise for me, he's a, flex. a he's a breakout candidate for me. I mean, I don't know. I think D I made. Think a, I think D, I think D made a great point earlier. I think Tampa Bay is literally probably just waiting for a next thing that they can bring along because i think a lot of people are like oh who's in tampa bay rashad rashad who dude you know what i mean like he didn't really get a lot of run last year with tom brady with uh what's his name in front of him leonard fournette thank you leonard fournette just threw a blank there you literally just said his name three seconds ago leonard fournette yes no i didn't frank you're acting like you're surprised brady forgot something (laughs) you're right right. (laughs) you're acting like i'm surprised bro but anyways he just said his name (laughs) no definitely didn't but anyways uh yeah for me i don't know i uh, i could see i could see it going either way i i could definitely see if it if the backfield is his for sure he could definitely break out if it's not though which i'm kind of leaning more towards i think they are going to figure a way to incorporate a chase admins or bring someone else in because I think historically that's what they've done for years, dude. They don't they don't have a true three down back system there. I think the last three down back they had, Leonard I mean, Fournette, not really two dude. years ago. Not I mean yes, but like two years ago, Leonard was Fournette Lenny, was bro. a three down back. I he guess was and he fucking back. dominated. Yep. And I he guess was a so, top dude. Squashed Brady back. squashed. I, yeah, I, <laughs> thank you. I Shut the so, fuck dude. up. Dude. I guess so, bro. But I don't know. For me, and also another factor to consider. I know you touched on Baker Mayfield a little bit. When's the last time he produced a top twelve? Top twenty back, dude. Once Baker Mayfield produced um, top a few years ago, dude. dude. It's called Nick Chubb. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, dude? Just stop talking. Dude. You're right. I'm done. Take the I'm hell, done. Dude. Let's see what you got, dude. Let's go. Let's get to sleepers, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I mean, there's a path. There's a path for Rashad White to finish as a top fifteen running back. Right. Like plain and simple. Like if I think like, if well, the back not even top his, fifteen. I think top twenty four. RB two. Wow, that's I quite. Think top 15, that's quite dude. the leap, dude. I think top fifteen. Fifteen to twenty-four. Well, top twenty-four is our is RB two range. Right. Yeah, that's what I would say. Like, I think that's 
that's respectable. And where he's getting drafted around. He's saying he could potentially end up as an RB1. I understand that. Yeah. If but I'm a, saying. Yeah. If they give him the keys and he's a three-down back. I'm just saying, D, we talk about this all the fucking time. If you fucking find a diamond in the rough in the 11th round and this guy ends up being a t- an RB2 in your flex, he's probably going to yeah. win you a league. I don't know where you got these numbers, but there's no way in hell this guy goes in the 11th round. Oh, he's going in the 11th round. There's no way, dude. That's There's what no I found. That's what I found. Oh, I mean, you if that's what you found, that's where you found it. But I'm like, sleeper. There's no way, dude. Sleeper. <laughs> I mean, I find that I just find that really hard to believe. Sleeper. Yeah. This, our starting running back is going to go in the 11th round. That's what sleepers got, dude. Okay. To your point, though, do you? I think everyone just for, kind of forgets about him, bro. Or they expect yeah, someone else. They to, forget or about they, him. Or they expect them to I bring mean, in somebody I, else. I mean, I envision him like this as 11th. I'm like, okay, round six through eight, this guy's going to go. Like the the board is constantly going to be RB changing. RB thirty six overall one forty one. That's crazy, on, dude. On that's crazy. You, I mean, I'm not going to wait that long. I'm going to take him earlier oh than that. Oh my god! You know what this is? Yahoo. They haven't fucking <laughs> updated their rankings for this year. That's why you're looking at last year's <laughs> rankings. <laughs> is that what you're looking at, bro? It bro? says player rank twenty two. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thank fi- you, source. All right. Well, we'll, fi- for we'll all find of our out listeners out there. Sorry about that. Who, ah, just listen to me because I I keep up with the current rankings. He's not going in the 11th round. He's going in round six through eight. So brace yourself. Do you guys take a Rashad White or a like established receiver? I think I saw Tyler Lockett maybe going in round six. Mm. I think I still take Tyler Lockett there. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. I think so, yeah. too. All right, boys. Let's get into sleepers here. So I'm going to get into my sleeper. And last year, I'm just going to throw an O to myself. <laughs> What's the matter, dude? I just thought that our app was was way more advanced <laughs> than it was. Fucking it's, all, it's all right, bro. It's can all right. We, can we get uh, Brian to come in here just so he can pronounce all three of these sleepers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro, that's a great joke, dude. <laughs> all right, yeah. So let's get into the sleepers here. And uh, what I was trying to get to, uh, boys, last year for a pod episode that was not released, I gave an ode to Damian Pierce as basically our late round sleeper for me personally. And that ended up hitting. I'm going out on a limb again and going super deep this year and identifying Puka Nakua, Brian. Puka Nakua. <laughs> as Let's call him. Humu humu nuku nuku apuaha. <laughs> as my deep sleeper of the year. Boys, I think someone's got to catch balls behind Cooper Cup, right? Van Jefferson is technically the guy right now um, in that number two slot. And Ben... This one, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Ben Swarnick. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, is currently slotted as the number three receiver, which is where Puka is currently lined up behind. That guy has the talent to jump him immediately. And like I mentioned, Van Jefferson's the number two over there, but he hasn't really done anything over the last few years. I think everyone's kind of expected Van to progressively get better every year. And whether it's just a lack of opportunities or him not really, you know, finding his full potential as an NFL receiver, it just hasn't hit. This kid, Puka, is a talented wideout, dude. 6'2", 205. There is a knock on him, uh, and it's a Stafford knock. He can't really separate at the line, which is a problem. And the last wide receiver to play with Matt Stafford that couldn't separate from the line was Kenny Galladay, (laughs) and his ass got shipped to New York. Or was basically gone. I think he's out of the league. Yeah, I don't even know if he's <laughs> in the league anymore. Uh, but for me, guys, Puka, the talent is there. He just needs to be on the field. I'm not saying this guy out the rip is going to be relevant at all. 
but I won't be shocked. Come maybe week seven, eight, he kind of starts making a name for himself. And then towards the end of the season, really starts leaving a lasting imprint. Maybe as like a low-level flex. Again, I don't think he's anything crazy. I don't think he's going to necessarily win you games per se. But if you're looking for points towards the end of the season, I think this guy can definitely provide it for you. I like this guy as a nice dynasty stash. Yeah. So check your dynasty waiver wire. He may have gone undrafted in your rookie drafts. Not in ours. Not in ours. Bit of maybe a bit of biasy on my part here. Um, I do like the wide receiver, bro. I like he's he's got the size, and coming out of camp, I think. Sorry, coming out of the draft, one of the comps that I heard for him was like a bigger Debo Samuel. Mm. But just not as athletic, so don't don't. He doesn't have like that Debo like pit bull like mentality, right? But the way he the way he can be used, kind of gadgety, yeah, do it all like screens, you know, yeah. Maybe, he's, he's maybe getting, handoffs he's, in the backfield or wheel routes coming out of the backfield. Like that's how this guy can be used. He's not a real big jump ball contested catch kind of guy. Yeah, he's not. You know, he's just more. At, at, give me the ball at the line of scrimmage. However, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I, something I failed to mention as well, he's getting rave reviews already out of camp from Sean McVay, and he's literally under the wing of Matt Stafford right now. So yeah. it'll be interesting for Puka. Like I said, I don't expect him to do much at the beginning of the season, obviously. But yeah, and it, I mean, and Ben Skowernick, he's just a guy. Yeah, you know? so I do, I do think it's very realistic for Puka to jump him. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be fantasy relevant this year? Like, <sighs> That's a, it's 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 gonna take an injury. Yeah, yeah that's what I was. Gonna it's gonna say. take an injury. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm not drafting him. But oh, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep him in mind. Yeah, you know, keep an keep eye on the keep, keep on your radar. It, yeah, keep him on the radar. That's why I clarified for my this is a deep pick. sleeper. Deep sleeper. Coma, yeah, almost comatose. Right. Sleeper. Right. Yeah, comatose. <laughs> 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 this guy's yeah, this yeah. Guy's yeah. Asleep, comatose sleeper. Full yeah, sleeping. for sure. Yeah, man. Um, Brady, I was just gonna echo exactly what you said. Um, from what I'm seeing, he's. He's a fast learner out of camp, and he's under Matt Stafford's wing. And that type of chemistry you build with a quarterback, like, that becomes dangerous. All he needs is a couple packages in the first few weeks, and then all of a sudden they start to feel that he's – Yep, the coaching staff sees seen, something. He's seen it, they're like, bam, okay. I want to see him in the preseason. All yeah, the time, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, and that, that's, that's that type of player that becomes – if you guys remember Randall Cobb from, like, fucking 10 years ago, he did the same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Randall Cobb ended up being a top fucking five receiver – that you drafted in the fifteenth round at like in year two thousand twelve. Yeah. Was Randall Cobb ever a top high receiver? I, I think, think it was a stretch. Like, but I think it's a stretch. He was good. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have Aaron Rodgers as your QB. See, and this is good. this is what makes the NFL so fun, dude. Because we have these rookie drafts, right? And we're dra- all these no name guys like Puka Nakua Kukuka. Yeah. But it's that guy. But I'm gonna want to watch Ram preseason games, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna record that shit and yeah. watch that when my kids go to bed because you know, I want to see what Puka's gonna do, <laughs> bro. You know who? Like, uh, yeah. And I don't know why that just jolted my memory. God of this. Damn it, I'm out. But do you remember Julian Thomas, the tight end for the Denver Broncos? Yeah. Remember how he was a nothing burger? And then Julius lit- Thomas. Oh, Julius Thomas. I'm sorry. Yeah, Julius yeah. Thomas. And then lit the preseason on fire. And then lit, and the, then lit the season, season on, on fire. fire. Yes. That's just what happens, guys. He ended like, up being a top tight end that year. Like, especially if you're a dynasty and owner. And then he got overdrafted next year and got hurt. Yeah, especially if you're a <laughs> dynasty owner. Watch the, Watch these preseason games, bro, because you're going to find these guys. Yes. Like a Julius Thomas, like hopefully a Puka, that are eventually, maybe not this year, but at some point, Two, three years down the road gonna hit. are gonna hit, man, and, and they're gonna fall the tape, out, dude. Trust yeah, the tape, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Because I can tell you right now, and you probably don't remember this, Frank, but you do. 
I was one of the first people on the Ramondre Stevenson train, dude. I do remember uh, that. Oh yeah, I because do know I that. saw that game in preseason where he I think he had like a, almost close to 200 yards in a preseason game, right? Yep. And you could tell if it's a fluke or not. Mm-hmm. It's not a fluke if you if you watch the team bump him up. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if a guy keeps blowing up in the fourth quarter, like. I'm sorry, bro. Like anyone playing in the fourth quarter is a practice squad guy. Yeah. Yes. What are they doing in the first three quarters? That's what I'm looking at in the preseason. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So if the guy's playing with the second stringers and then next week he's playing with the starters, like okay, that wasn't a fluke. Like yeah. the, you know he's on the team's radar. Yep. So. Yeah. And that was Ramondre. Yeah. Agreed, man. Yeah, you can definitely find, like we said, some value in watching those games. D, let's get to right. the sleeper, brother. Um. Brian, this is Chig Okonkwo. <laughs> Not his, bro. <laughs> Kudos. Uh, so he's a starting tight end for the Titans. If I was Brian, I'd be like, Chig Okinawa. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chiyag Okinawa. <laughs> um, so drafted in the fourth round last year. Didn't see much of the field, dude. Just a classic Traylon Burks over here. Um, didn't see much of the field until the second half of the year. But six out of the last seven games... And Frank's going to laugh at this because these numbers aren't very exciting. He did start to catch some balls. He he ended up with at least three catches and ended up with three touchdowns. <laughs> and the sad thing is he actually led the Titans in receptions over that span. Yeah. And Shocker. Was, and was second in receiving yards. Shocker. Um, why I like this guy. What's second to st- what? Hey, yo, real quick. What's second to zero? Anything, dude. <laughs> That's the fucking Titans, bro. They don't throw the ball. They don't throw the ball, but they have to throw it to somebody. Yeah, I guess. Right? And they were throwing it to Chig. Um, why I like this guy? For a tight end, extremely athletic. Right? He actually scored in the 92nd percentile for speed. And he has really good hands, too. He has one of the highest catch percentages for all the tight ends that had a minimum amount of, like, 30 catches or something like that. Right. He did spend his rookie year backing up Austin Hooper. So it's not like he was the guy and they just weren't looking his way. Sure. He was the backup. Okay, Austin Hooper is now gone, and Chig is now the guy. So he's entering the year as the starter. He does have some momentum because he kind of, quote-unquote, finished strong from a Tennessee Titan receiving standpoint. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But even with the addition of Hopkins, I think he's a strong bet to finish top three on that team in targets. So if he could build off of his rookie year, there's a path for this kid to finish as a low-end tight end, low-end tight end one. Like, he kind of falls into that, Greg Dulcich category for me. Yep. And he's going around 11. Low he's end going tight end round one. 11 on. So low end tight end one doesn't seem like it's that far out of out of reach. It's uh, That's David Njoku range. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's not crazy. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. The, I mean, to me, it's He like just needs to be on the field. You're going to get into round 10 and you're going to go, do I draft Chig or do I draft Dulcich? Yeah. I honestly will draft Dulcich. Me right. Too. Obviously, you know, we we know that. I think the ceiling's higher for him, but I mean, if you can get a starting tight end in rounds 11, 12, 13, sure. like that's what that's what I'm saying. The and sh- he's so athletic, right? I mean, this this team's probably going to lean a little bit more towards the pass because Derrick Henry is getting older. Yep. And their offensive line is shit, in. dude. Like they're mm. going to have to get the ball out. Yep, pretty you know? quick. And this team isn't as good as they used to be, right? AKA. They they were they were they played a very specific brand of football. Yeah. Which is grind it out, take the lead, and just don't give the other team the ball. Yep. That's not this team anymore. Like 
That defense isn't as good. Derrick Henry is older. The quarterback's older. The O-line is nowhere near what it used to be. I think the O-line was ranked close to last last year. Like, this team's going to be trailing. They're going to be throwing the ball. Yeah, and you are. know what they're going to do? Run the ball. <laughs> it's, it's the Titans' MO, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. what they do. I mean, I get it, dude. Like, oh, man, this is – I think this, this, this guy is – where you run the risk of, yo, I've waited so long to draft a tight end. Yes, but I think this he has, is I, the I, last one that I might take a shot on. I think he has the upside though of a of of what of tight ends that maybe might go before him. If you're gonna get okay, Brady, we talked about this last episode. All you fucking need from these tight ends is double digit points. Yeah, right. Do we think you're looking for is, touchdowns? Do I think we this guy think can provide is it. Gonna give, yeah, I think he can provide. He's that it. athletic. Yes, yeah, okay. I think okay. he can. Dude. Okay, one hundred percent. So given that, there's a reason why I had this guy higher ranked than Kyle Bro, Pitts than both of He did all that. He you did hate Kyle Pitts. I know that. No, but he did I all this, seeing forty percent, fifty percent of the snaps almost the whole okay. year. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's important. Those are important yes. numbers that I, I didn't so, know that. Okay. I mean, so guys that he's probably getting drafted around. Okay. Let's hear it. So we heard we said Dulcich. Yep. Ingram's going. Ingram's going ahead of him. Guys, going guys ahead after of him. him, Dalton Kincaid. I think that's fair. <sighs> Tyler Higby. That's. Um, I still I don't, don't think if Stafford's healthy, I'm taking Tyler Higby. All right, Cole Komet. Tim, uh, uh, Komet came out strong last year, or at the uh, you know at the end last year a little bit. But All of these other tight ends are on more high-powered offenses, is what the concern is. You Dalton, think Cole Komet Dalton is on Schultz. a more higher <laughs> the Bears' offense, no, bro? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I was thinking of Dalton Kincaid. Bro, I could literally throw out the worst offense, and you just go worse than the Bears, dude. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, fucking god! Yeah, Dalton Kincaid definitely. I'm taking Chig uh, over him. I'm taking Chig over uh, D. I think you just said it. Um, I don't know. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know about Higby, but I think from I think he landed on like right around. I think what you said, D. For me personally, low end uh, tight end one for me i think like 11 or 12 so he's not going to be a volume guy yeah no definitely not but dude. i what i like is the athleticism yeah me too so to me he seems like one of those big play tight ends mm-hmm. you Absolutely. know like he's gonna every now and like he's gonna have to score touchdowns and he's gonna be on the field dude he's gonna have to score touchdowns yeah but know? well he's gonna be on the field too which is nice yes you, you know he's gonna be on the field yes and once for we, both blocking or both for run and passing downs and once we get to the david njoku evan ingrams of the world they have to score touchdowns right yeah right right yeah 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 you know so all right. All right, Frank. Round it out. Round it out, brother. Last one. Calvin Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Ridley man. last saw the scene in 20. 20- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Samaj Perine comes over from Cincinnati. Samaj Perine, in my opinion, slots into exactly what this type of offense wants to feature from these types of backs. Sean Payton loves to th- use these guys that are agile, get out in space, get that ball in their hands. That's what Samaj has done his entire career, right? He has great hands, and when he's needed to, he's proven that he can run between the tackles. The reason why I have him here is because Javante Williams is coming off of massive injury. Mm -hmm. And even though Javante Williams has already said that he's coming out and he's going to be fine, I don't fucking believe that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe you. I don't believe that. Like, you know, and... Samadre Perrine, you look at him last year, what he did when Joe Mixon was out. He was RB2, RB10, RB3. Yeah, baby. I know. D started him that entire week. 
That's why he's over there doing the I shuffle. Up my dynasty team. Hey, brother. And, you know, even if Javante Williams starts the season healthy, I can see him starting out slow. And if he starts out slow, Sean Payton is not the coach to sit there and allow that to happen. Yep. Alternating series. Bro, he's going to yeah, yeah, take it, third down. Exactly. Yeah, he's if he doesn't start out slow, Shemaj they're definitely going to ease him in. Yeah. He's going to bring in Shamaz Perine, and Perine's yep. going to be out there do, with fresh legs doing what he does. And we all know here at this table, Sean Payton rides a hot hand. Yep. From a running back perspective, because he fucking uses that position like a cog. So if he's out there and he's out there kicking ass, Sean Payton is the ultimate business coach, dude. Yes, like, he is. Exactly. Whoever's producing for me lately, that's where I'm exactly, going. Dude. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you give Javante Williams one bad week or one bad fumble, you're on the motherfucking bench, brother. And Samaje's <laughs> coming in. I'm. I mean, I think where Samaje's getting drafted, this guy could really net you some value in these early weeks, especially because I think Javante. It's going to need time to recover from that disgusting knee injury. Yeah, it was pretty bad, for sure. I think so, too. I think I if you are if you go on a weight running back approach and you wind up with Samaji as your RB2. Fuck, that's, that's bad. If you did that, please, please show me your lineup because I want to see what else you Wait, got. Wait, you, th- you think it's bad? Oh, that's horrible. Uh, I mean, to start the season, bro. You think it's Samaji as your number two? Br- if you went like... Wide receiver heavy, right? Like took like three stud wideouts. Okay, so tell then, me what the and makeup. Then took a QB, th- tell me what the makeup. Took like of a your solid QB. Be. I'm I'm trying to tell you right now. So you took like three solid wideouts, right? So let's just say who are like the top, like who we could grab in rounds one to so, three. Let's go Cup, maybe Devontae Smith one round, and then let's go maybe I don't know, maybe Jalen Waddle. Okay. Okay. So one, two, Fair. three. And then you wait on the running back approach and say maybe you grab like an Aaron Jones in the fourth and then nab this guy as your RB2 to start the season? I don't like that. You don't like I it? Don't, I don't no. think you get Aaron Jones in the fourth for one. I do. And I don't think you get Aaron Jones. I do. Cher- or I don't think you get Aaron Jones. So, yes, you do get Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is definitely going in the fourth, and Jalen Waddle would be going in the second, and Devontae <laughs> is going in the early like, third. I don't know how he built this team. He just built it with three second rounders. <laughs> 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 but. But I don't like it from the standpoint of now your second running back, which means you use one of your first six picks in your draft, your second running back probably only has value, good value for the first half of the year. Yeah, that's the problem. Especially That's a fair point. Especially because, and I don't, I mean, we're all on the train of like, we don't believe he's going to do it, but they are still saying he's going to play. So Devante. now if you told me Samaje has the backfield and let's say Williams is starting on the pup and he's going to miss the first six weeks, then now you have my attention. Agreed. But even then, I don't like drafting, spending such early draft capital on a rental. Yeah. And that's what I'd be doing. That's a good point. So Good point. Good point, T. Yeah, I don't know, man. I So where, realistically, are you looking to grab him? I think Samaje Perrine offers value if well, Javante... He's a, he's a sleeper, so he needs to go late. Right. If Javante goes down. But he's already down. No, he's not. They're saying that he's going to be ready for the first week of the season. Probably... We all and, know he's not going to And play. I'm saying that I know he's not going to be ready. So that's why I'm asking so you. So like, he's going to get drafted late. So to D, to D's point. But even if he does get – so like – To D's point, get, he's going to go late, right? So right. where do you feel comfortable in taking him from a – like you just said, from a pure value perspective? Yeah, if you can get him after the eighth round. Okay. Especially for the first six weeks of the season because I don't think Javante ain't going to be do shit last year, this, this next year. 
You just told me Javante is ready to go. I know that. I'm just that's <laughs> no. I'm saying I'm fucking with you, saying, dude. I'm dude. fucking with you, bro. I'm fucking. And with that's you. another episode. Of yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, brother. I don't think he's ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care how many times he wants to say that. Yeah. Yo, um, where does Samaje go to school? That's a good one, bro. I actually, actually, I think I know it. Do you want to go? Go. For- I have no idea. Do you actually don't just know name it? a school? <laughs> just name a school, like for fun. Yeah, in the Midwest. In, no, in in the middle in. Okay, I think middle, I do. Middle, I think yes. I do know it then. Midwest, not uh, yeah. Damn, mm, I don't even know the Midwest because I live in California and I don't know geography, <laughs> so everything east of Arizona <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> throw out a school, dude. Ah, uh, let's do LSU. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <That's the South>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's okay. Okay. Insane. D, honestly, I honestly don't know this one, bro. Um, but for some reason, I am leaning towards Cincinnati. Oklahoma. Fuck, damn it. Oklahoma. Really? And that actually wasn't yeah. that. When did he go to, uh, what years? I think he was there while Kyler was there. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So not too long ago. Yeah. Oh, you're right, dude. Mm-hmm. Now that I remember. Oh, fuck, you're right. Okay. Wow. That was a good one, bro. So I didn't brain. know that one. He went there with Kyler? Yeah. Porsche. What about Javante, Frank? You know when J- where Javante went to school? Cal. Nope. That was a good try. <laughs> Come on, bro. That's an easy one. I have no idea. North Carolina. North Carolina. Why Drake, the fuck would that be Let's easy, end it there Drake on May, a winning Drake note. <laughs> Drake May got my eyes on you. Yeah, Drake, bro, Drake May is an interesting Ooh, prospect. I am, dude, I, I don't think I've been this hyped for college. Dude, since since the regular there's days, another dude. one. There's another QB out of Penn State. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Drew Allure. Yeah, you told me, bro. He watch him this season. Yep. Uh, okay, guys, I think that's a good ending point, bro. I you guess, know what? I, I so I was listening. To, I told you about that. Debbie Never mind. He's gonna keep going. Yeah, that, go but ahead. that Debbie League thing, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, Quinn Ewers, dude. Oh yeah. I had no idea he yeah. has is the best arm talent in this draft. Easy, bro. By far. Yeah. If yeah. he comes out. Yeah. If he comes out. If yeah. he comes out, that's a big if. So now I have we'll to watch see. Texas too. God, yeah, God, too many. Man. Too my family's gonna hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, dude? Your family yeah. already hates you. Just keep I know, it running, but now they're just gonna hate me more. Just yeah. keep it running, dude. All right, boys, let's wrap it up. That's another episode of ATC. We will see you guys next time. Later. Late. Boom. Boom.